Beath for kicking off the show. Welcome back to the Bench Talk Podcast. Got uh, most of the bench mob here with you today. Brady is off today. I am Christian, joined by Ben. Howdy. And Anthony. How's it going? Fire me up, guys. Another episode, another week. Another week of sports to talk about and before we get started and talking about those sports make sure you follow us at bench talk podcast on instagram you'll know right when we post uh one of our episodes as well you'll be able to ask us a question we'll answer it on the show also subscribe to us if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts or spotify or if you're on youtube make sure you give us a follow give us a rate give us a comment whatever and also on Instagram, don't uh, forget, comment on one of our posts, your opinion on our sports takes and your own take. We want to know. Let's talk some sports, guys, and let's talk NFL. Now, I feel like there's always something to talk about the NFL, even though there's no games and we're not close to games and we're sort of close to free agency in the draft. But there's rumors and they're juicy, aren't they? We got... Russell Wilson trade rumors, Anto. Like, we sort of saw this coming. He's expressed his, um, what's the word? His. He's pretty much said displeasure. Displeasure. Yeah, displeasure at how the team organization's been run in the past couple years. Um, yeah. And Uh, it's sort of uh, it's turned into. Adam Schefter tweeted out today, and I'm going to read it. He goes, Seahawks QB Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade, his agent tells ESPN. Wilson has told the Seahawks he wants to play in Seattle, but if a trade was considered, a couple teams Anthony would be. Uh, I've read that his like he'd wave his no trade clause if he was traded to the Bears, Saints, Cowboys, and Raiders. I've also heard the Jets. Um... I don't know why you'd want to go to the Raiders, really, but uh, the Jets. I mean, at least the Jets—they have like, they have two or three first round or two first round picks this year, and like a young coach. Like, there's potential in that team. I don't see the potential in the Raiders, really. Uh, honestly, I feel like the best team. I mean, obviously the Saints. He went to the Saints, but I, there's no way the Saints can pay his salary because they're already like 40 million bucks over the cap. Um, if they if you went to the Bears, that'd actually be pretty fun. With you know, that's a championship defense, and I don't think it is. I I, I disagree. Well, you're just a you're just a jealous Packers fan, so I don't know why you'd be jealous. jealous. Of the Bears. What am I? Why would I Where be I? jealous of the Bears? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, anyways. I think the, that defense is pretty good. I mean, when you have Khalil Mack, Rokon Smith, and uh, like a couple other guys, like I don't know, it's pretty good. And but, like you also get like Allen Robinson, you know, Jimmy Graham. He's a beast. <laughs> Say Jimmy Graham, man. <laughs> Pat, he was so bad at the Packers. It was unbelievable. He had a lot of touchdowns. Uh, Jimmy Graham, you know what? Though? the ball yeah. up and he catches it. He honestly wasn't. He, he wasn't bad this year, though. He actually wasn't that bad this year, like considering what Jimmy Graham has been in the past, or like with the Packers. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the Seahawks. He wasn't that great for in the years of the Seahawks years. Uh, I actually, 
I remember him being like decent for the Hawks, but like he, his uh, best days were at the last the, couple the of years. Yeah, ever since the Saints, it's just been yeah. down. Well, I mean, this year's a bit better this year, but I I always think of Jimmy Graham as that actor that I was so hopeful for, and then I was like, oh, Jared Cook is better than him. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't think I adding see... him to the Bears though. Like, I, I don't think he should go to the Bears. I don't think so. I don't think it's a good move for him. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think the, but the same matters a lot too for him, because like his wife Sierra is like a like superstar and isn't gonna live in some trash ass. Like you know what I mean? Like if you look at all the teams he picked, they're all like big big markets, like Las Vegas, Dallas, New Orleans. You New know Orleans what I mean? though is New Orleans. Uh... So yeah, yeah, like they're not big, but they're not small. Well, that's and then sure. like New York, like if with the Jets, like yeah. I think that's a part of it. But from what I've heard, is the problem with Russ is him and Pete Carroll. Like Russ just wants to have a say in like personnel and uh, play calling. Like he kind of wants, like he feels he like. Well, personally, I think he's been good enough and should be respected enough where he should have the same personnel, especially in Seattle, because he's the franchise's best ever player. You can't even, I can't even think of anyone else you can debate that's better than Russell Wilson, who's played best for the, player for the, for their franchise. Yeah, in the franchise history. Yes. Well, I'd argue Richard Sherman. No, come on, that. man. Russell, really? man. I think we got to. I think we got to look Richard at Richard like Sherman is prime. Like Richard Sherman was the best corner in the league at one point. He was, oh, but like, like the quarterback position is so huge in football, man. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, yeah, I know. And, and it's all like it's hard to argue any other player than a quarterback. Like, I can't yeah. argue Marshawn Lynch. I can't. You can maybe, even want to say maybe Bobby like Wagner. Bobby Wagner, yeah, he's been very good for them, but still. So a lot yeah. of the unhappiness for Russ has come from sort of butting heads with Pete Carroll, correct? Yeah, and also he wants a better O line. Is yeah. the other thing I've heard. They need to make moves, and if Pete Carroll getting fired is the move, you make that you you fire Pete Carroll before you trade Russell Wilson. Well, the thing though There's is, there's no question about it. Ownership is likes Pete Carroll a lot, apparently. Like they don't want to fire him, and they respect him a lot. But I think Pete Carroll has really lost his like stride in the NFL a lot. Watch how their fans go though. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Pete Carroll. They haven't had the uh, same talent that they've had in the past years, but thing for me is if you lose Russell Wilson watch how the fans will turn on them no not, even, not even that who's who are you going to get that's any better man who is there on the market you're not going to get Deshaun Watson not even on the market there's barely any quarterbacks yeah. even off the market better than Russell and, Wilson and the odds you draft a guy even remotely close to Russell Wilson is like almost impossible there's no way they get a better guy than Russell Wilson in the next like four years not, not a chance. 
this is a situation where they absolutely have to acquire some players to put around Russell Wilson because trading Russell Wilson if you're the Seahawks is not an option. He is too special of a player. You have to acquire players the way he wants you to. He has to have a big say in their acquisitions. And obviously O-line is something he's been, he's spoken out about. And they have to, they have to add. Well, and I don't blame him, man. Like he's the, I've re- I read he's the most hit quarterback since joining the league. And it's not even close to like whoever's second. I think, I think it's almost a uh, hundred sack difference. I could be wrong, but I thought it was a, a hundred sack difference since he entered the league, the next quarterback. Yeah. That, and that's unbelievable. That's true. It is. Yeah, I know that fact's one hundred percent valid. That he's the most hit quarterback. But yes, uh, like I feel like he's, you know, he's kind of looking at what, like, you know, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, like all those guys Tampa got. Tom Brady was like saying, "I want this guy." Like yep. he said, "I want." He said, "I want a B. I want Lenny. I want. I want you guys to draft a offensive tackle." He I, was. I want you guys to bench Ronald Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, and Shady McCoy, because we want to get him a ring, apparently. <laughs> yo, but he's got two rings and hasn't played a snap in the Super Bowl. That's a, like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like he definitely deserves the right to say, to have a, and a voice in drafting personnel and who they go out for in free agency. No doubt about it. And you do you everything look at, you like, can to make happy. When you look at it, like you said, Tom Brady, that was a great example. Uh, other quarterbacks who's, who are at Russ's level, I believe they all have a say. Like I, Aaron Rodgers has a say. Does he? Oh, um, 100%. I, I'm sure I, I, maybe Mahomes, I, I, I'm not sure right now because he's younger. But, Soon enough, he will. If he doesn't exactly. have one, he's going to have one. Yeah. But, uh, it does surprise me that he hasn't had an opinion and he's kind of been not only hasn't had an opinion but been shut down completely um, oh, yeah, and for a star player who's been loyal to your franchise and has it out when some very bad O-line uh, he's your priority 100% so I ask you guys um, come week one of the NFL is Russell Wilson Anthony wearing a Seahawks uniform? Hundred percent. There's no way he gets traded. I, uh, I'd put money on it, man. Like, I can't see any team being having the assets to trade for him. And he, like you said, like he hasn't requested a trade. He's just voiced his displeasure. So I don't think he's getting traded. I agree with you. I think it's kind of been blown out of the water a little bit because it's Russell Wilson, because he's the top five quarterbacks in the game right now. Yeah. Maybe it's all, even top three. Yeah. It's also a juicy story. When the media exactly. hears something like this, they're like, they're all over. This, you isn't, know? this isn't Deshaun Watson. Oh, it, it's not. Deshaun Watson very likely going to get traded. Yeah. 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 And you never know what could happen, but it, like he wants it. If Russell Wilson doesn't want out, then why are they going? Uh, he's unhappy, but he doesn't want out. Why would they trade him? 
I can't see him in a lighter uniform ne- next year. Yeah. If it happens, it'd be uh, one of the biggest blockbusters and one of the biggest mistakes by the Seahawks. Man, if that trade happened and Deshaun Watson got trade, this would be like the craziest offseason ever. Four it'd be huge an NBA qu- offseason. Yeah. Four superstar quarterbacks all got traded. Well, not super. They're not all superstars, but four big names got traded. Okay, how about like, this? See, a week one, Trevor Lawrence is a Seahawk. Deshaun Watson is a. That would put him in. I'm trying to figure this out in my head now. Jacksonville. Would put him in Jacksonville. Okay, let's say Trevor Lawrence doesn't go to Jacksonville. He gets traded to. The Seahawks, Texans get rough. I imagine that. What a draft day that would be. But no, I, oh, I sorry? agree. Wait, 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 what? wait, wait. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Texans? He gets traded for the first... Trevor Lawrence... The Texans trade the first overall pick for... Wait, I'm so confused. No, Jacksonville. Jacksonville trades the number one <laughs> overall pick for either Ruth or Watson. Oh, I see. It's like a three-team trade. I'll, there's no way that Russ or Watson waives their no trade clause for uh, Jacksonville, though. Even after we talked about last week with Jacksonville being a beautiful. Buddy, who that? Who, who the hell wants to go to Jacksonville, man? <laughs> Probably not Trevor Lawrence. Like if I was Trevor Lawrence, I would honestly consider pulling a, uh, an Eli Manning, just saying, <sighs> "Yeah, uh, don't draft me. <laughs> I'm not gonna play." Uh, I agree that Russ is gonna be in a Seahawks uniform next season. I. Agree with that. I think we all believe Watson, or maybe we don't, that Watson's going to be in a different uniform. You know what? And I, if you know not, you'll hold out. I honestly can see the Texans not trading Watson, and he holds out and just doesn't play next year. Interesting. I, I uh, could see, yeah, because they don't think they can get enough value back for him, which they may not think so because he's a five quarterback in the league. Um. And they're not they're not going to let him walk because you're sending your franchise back by trading him. And I yeah. mean, the Texans have done enough of that themselves, but well, I've heard reports that the Texans are like refusing to trade Watson. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. which is like pretty crazy. The guy clearly wants out. Like he he even told the organization, "I'm not going to play another snap for you guys again." So I don't know why you don't just trade the guy, but whatever. Should be an interesting offseason. Uh, a quarterback who, well, he might not have an interesting offseason is Cam Newton, who recently said he is not. He said he's a top 32 quarterback. He said there's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than me. and He said he's not 32. Yeah, he thinks he's higher than 32. No, he, he, thinks, he thinks he can be one of the 32. Yeah, which that's a real conversation to have after this past season with the Patriots. He didn't look like a quarterback in the NFL, simply put. He he looked like he well, I don't even know if he's that fast either. He's definitely, he's, there's no denying he's a great athlete. And Well, he can run the ball. He can't throw a ball. And he's powerful. But he's, is he a, a top... 30 can he start in the NFL the thing is he can't he doesn't run the ball like Lamar Jackson no he's not as fast the reason why 
but the reason why I say that is because uh, you don't want Cam going out there and putting the shoulder down and running through people. You don't want that from your quarterback. So his style, his size, like that's good, but not fast enough to beat players at speed. He's more of he can be physical, but that's have that from your quarterback and go have him throwing the ball downfield. I think I don't know the the Patriots were a mess last year, and it really made Cam not look good. Uh, you guys might not agree with me here, but I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky than Cam Newton starting for my team. I agree with you, Ben. <laughs> Oh, I'd probably kill myself with Mitch Trubisky with my starting quarterback, but I'd rather have. No, but I'd rather have because is... he can throw a fucking ball. And you know what? Mitch Trubisky can actually run a bit too. Yeah, he can. He... The thing is, though, like I keep on, like I last year I was kept on waiting to see like, Cam from the Panthers. I kept on waiting for like MVP Cam season game last year or something like i don't know still felt like he was solid enough in order to i i kept on thinking there was gonna be some comeback i feel like he's really dedicated to football right now and i i feel like he wants this more than anything i could be misinterpreting this but like all the videos and hypes the stuff that he's been posting Actually, I believe it this time. I feel like he's really dedicated, but maybe his body just doesn't allow him to play quarterback anymore. Shoulders and all the arm injuries. The other thing, too, is like, honestly, I feel like any quarterback you put in the New England Patriots, other than like, you know, like a top five guy, like a special talent like Mahomes, Watson, Allen, etc., Russell Wilson, I don't think anyone else. Any other quarterbacks can really, really do much in that offense. Like, who are you passing the ball oh. to? Jacoby Myers? <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it's rough. Uh, That's it's... why, I, like, I also want to see Cam play on our team to really know how good he is. Well, I've heard, um, I've heard Washington might be an option. A little reuniting. Reunite with, with, uh, with Ron Rivera, yeah. I think also, I think, uh, I think there's a an assistant coach as well of oh, his his QB coach with the actually I think a lot of Panthers staff are on uh Washington from right. They're filled yeah, I think with they, Panthers I think they cleared staff. house when they got rid of uh Rivera. So, like um you're more familiar with the playbook and stuff like that would be a very good spot for him to go to. Same time for Washington, you're trying to think maybe who's long, like a long-term guy. Really, they need a solution at QB who's not just um, like a rental. If Cam goes there, how many years does he play with Washington, or where he's actually good with Washington? Like two Cam or three, have- maybe. Exactly. He only has a couple like decent seasons left if he has any in the first place. So, uh, Washington has to figure out what their long-term QB is, but 
See, made that's a the thing. Every guy. team would like every team really wants bringing someone from the draft or somebody younger or like uh, Carson Wentz who still has a lot of years left. I would like why not many teams want to bring in an aging quarterback unless it's Tom Brady or Matt Ryan, maybe. Yeah, like, like uh, still a, a very elite guy. Like taking a risk on someone on Cam, who's how old is Cam now? He, he's he thirty. Cam, he must I think be thirty he's now. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. 30, something like that. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe they like get Cam and draft a guy. Like that defense is a championship. That's what I can see. So yes. you got to start. You got to get the quarterback right sooner rather than later. And like they have good pieces on offense. Like Antonio Gibson, great back. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, one of the most underrated receivers in the league, in my opinion. I think he's nasty. Uh, he's really good. And like and um, Logan Thomas, like he was great at tight end last year for uh, Washington. Oh, I agree with you. But do you think Cam is the guy that goes in there and like is actually a, a quarterback that makes you a contender? Probably not. Maybe, no. maybe with the play, but. but I feel like Washington's his last hope, unless there's someone that they want. Uh, unless there's a large team that brings in a rookie quarterback that they want to sit on the bench for a year or something. You know what I, I honestly know. think is gonna happen? I think he's gonna sign with the Patriots again for another year, and the Pats are gonna draft someone and let them sit behind him. I couldn't see him going back to the Patriots, unless that's the only offer he can get. There's no hope for him in the Patriots. No, they're well, not like, going to be much better than last year if Cam's at quarterback. Cam's no, not going to be I much better than last year if he's in the with the Patriots. I, but like, then why would Cam sign there? I Cam Cam doesn't. Cam isn't trying to go to a contender and win a Super Bowl. He's just trying that's to. That's what prove I'm saying. He, like Cam's just trying to but prove it, that he can still play in the league. Uh, but I don't think he can prove it on a team like the Patriots right now. Patriots are too far away, uh, especially offensively. Like maybe you get Elmore back and a few of those other guys on defense, but they're they haven't played for a year. Cam, if if Cam wants to redeem himself, place to do it is not with the Patriots, and I think his best hope is with Washington. I don't. I don't see any other teams that go, are going to go pick up a 31-year-old Cam who, who did not play well last season. Didn't look like he could throw the ball. Um, it looked painful, man. So, to throw the ball. Yeah. Like when like it looked like his shoulder was just not there. But uh, do we want to move on? Well, I honestly, I, I agree with you. Guys really sold me on the Washington thing, and that's really Cam's only spot in my opinion is because he's got a, that connection and also it's not an offense where you have to be able to throw I mean we saw Alex Smith run that short play system where he dumps it off to Jay-Z McKissick Jay-Z McKissick had a guy, career year this guy this like once Alex Smith came in this guy was getting like almost 10 catches a game Yeah, it was ridiculous Cam can still do that and Cam yeah. can get you a, a red zone touchdown 
So and yeah, like you can roll the pocket with Cam as well. Like you, it's a bit more dynamic than Alex Smith. Yeah. So so Washington, I definitely feel that if he's gonna go anywhere, I'd say it's Washington, for sure. Are we good on football? Yeah. Uh, I think that was pretty good for an off season. Just can't wait for the draft and free agency. It's gonna be a, a very exciting uh-huh. free agency, especially in the draft. We always get hyped for um nhl first of all really interesting incident in new york and there's not really much of a conversation to be had about this but i'll just state the facts that's artemi panarin of the new york rangers has stepped away from the organization uh for an indefinite period of time as he is dealing with a situation that happened allegedly happened but by the sounds of it didn't happen uh, when he's playing in the KHL in 2011, he, according to a Russian source, assaulted a girl. And basically everybody's denying this. Um, and everybody thinks the situation has arisen is, is because he supports the opposition to President Vladimir Putin. And basically in Russia, if you speak against the government, something's going to happen to you. And this is what's happening with Panarin right now. All his teammates that were on that KHL team says he's a good guy. He didn't do anything. There was no police report about it. No victim has come forward. Nobody ever heard about it. The league never heard about it. So people think this is all a made-up story by the government. And it probably is. There's not much of a hockey discussion to be had about this. So we could just move on if you guys don't feel like there's anything to talk about it because there really isn't much to talk about it. Well, I actually, I, I do not know about that. Uh, the uh, government yeah. uh, part, part of that. Like, uh, how do you say that? I, I, had, I had no idea. I, I Honestly, I hadn't re- 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 didn't read into this very much. I kind of just saw it and yeah it's uh, all like when you you see it you're just like okay well i, I don't know what to think about it because it could uh, but, uh, i don't know these are always tough situations where you don't know if it's someone trying to get something or if it's a true story it, it it's really really tough when you it first gets reported i didn't look into it that much but i found it really interesting i Possible that the government, Sir Vladimir, had some uh, something to say. Yeah, he had a little bit something to say about it, allegedly. Yeah. I I just want to say like I hope, fuck, I hope his family back. Do you don't come after us now? Yeah, that's why we like <laughs> sort of like let's. Uh... Yeah, I just hope his family back in Russia is healthy and safe and like you never know, man. Yeah, I've yeah. heard like. I mean, there's stories of these people who like speak out on Putin and then they disappear a week later. You know what I mean? I so still... careful what you say. What if he's one of our listeners? Oh yeah, we have a big following in Russia, huh? <laughs> so uh, Moldovan fan base is really huge. <laughs> Somebody was gonna say something and then uh, they stopped. I want to make sure it gets in there. Oh. Uh, oh, I was just saying I hope his family's safe, man, because, yeah, you never know. Hopefully he comes back to hockey, fun player to watch. 
Yes, for sure. Um, we have a question from Instagram, and it's from Sandro, who asks, Is Carey Price too inconsistent to be considered an elite goaltender, Ben? Yes, he is too inconsistent now. And you know what? It's It's beyond inconsistency. Jake Allen is the better goalie of the tandem. I, I don't even I'm, think, yeah. Sorry. I don't even think Price is inconsistent. I think he's just consistently not good. But anyways, yeah. Um, I took Price as, as my Vesna uh, winner this year. As a kind of a, bit of a long shot Vesna winner. Really, I was off the ball on that one. Um... Uh, he's been very good this year. Uh, he has fallen from the level of elite significantly. Um, like with an eight nine three save percentage, that's below average goalie. And you know it, it's still, I mean, a lot of the year left to be played. And uh, but he hasn't. He like just the eye test. Doesn't look like the Carey Price of three years ago. And you and you know what? Like, if it wasn't like the name Carey Price and like his experience, I I I wouldn't be calling him up to the Olympics next year based on this form. But I know he'll get called up just because it's like Carey Price. You know what I mean? Because obviously, like Carter Hart, Mackenzie Blackwood, way better goalies. And like I don't know the like the Canes are just I don't know they're a weird team this year because I I honestly almost bought into that they were like a very good team but this haven't looked good the last couple games or last month really and also I think his contract still and he's still under contract for another like almost five years. Uh, I'll actually check. And the drop off has been fairly like quick, as well. Because I don't think last year he was very bad, and this year uh, you could almost say he has been bad. And and you can't just blame Montreal because McAllen has been thriving. That was a great so, pickup by Montreal. To get Jake Allen. It was. He uh he's signed through to the twenty twenty six season at ten and a half million dollars a year. Wow. And oh. oh, that's bad. He's uh thirty-three right now. So he's clearly past his prime. And he's I don't see him getting much like I can't see him getting even close to what he was when he was a Vesna trophy winner. Or or even when he was thinking about that contract right now. Think this guy won the Hart trophy too. And I don't know, like and it's all like like the division he's in is not even that tough. Like it's not like he's in the East Division. Like there's a lot of like Vancouver, Ottawa those are games where you should be putting up good numbers and he's not. Uh, 
he actually has two losses to Ottawa this year. And and like it's not like it's been close games, like like very high scoring games too and and I can't I can't even be like, oh well, you know, the defensemen in front of him aren't that great. This guy's got uh Jeff Petrie, who's a Norris Trophy candidate this year, Shea, Shea Weber, who's a Hall, who's probably going to make the Hall of Fame, and has been great this year too. You know, like Paul, ba- uh, not Paul Byron, uh, Ben Chariot. He's he's decent. Like I don't know. Like if I'm Montreal, I think I'm giving more starts to Jake Allen now than Carey Price, which is hard to do, but. I think you're going to win more games with Jake Allen in, in the crease. And that transitions us to our next, to- next topic, which is also the Montreal Canadiens as a whole. They let go of head coach Claude Julien and assistant Kirk Mueller, and then they promote Dominic Ducharme to the interim head coach. Now, I want to know your guys' overall thoughts, but I also want to know, you know, their owner spent a lot of money put a lot of money to this team this year to have Mark Bergevin acquire guys like Toffoli and Anderson so is this more Claude Julien was the problem or was it Mark Bergevin not putting the right guys on the ice I think this roster is perfectly fine uh, and I think Claude Julien was going to get fired at the end of last season uh, uh, pre-COVID. And since Montreal was lucky enough to make the play-in round and and uh, upset Pittsburgh, that's what saved Claude Julien's job because Montreal was not good last year at all. Well, he didn't coach them in the, in the bubble because he had some health issues. Oh, really? Yeah. Then I don't even know why they kept him, because the team was better without him, uh, which is pretty. Uh, just yeah, and like the Hobbs, it's just weird, man. Like they start off so hot, their first or their first nine games, they're six one and two, one of the hottest teams in the league. In their last ten, they're three five and two. Like that's that's a very like harsh turnaround to happen. Uh, and and also two of those losses are to Ottawa as well in the last ten games. So, and I know uh, I'm an, I know I'm a Sens fan, but like, come on now. <laughs> and I agree with you when, when you said like I bought into the Montreal hype to be in the season. I probably would have said they're the second best team in the North Division. I think that's what a lot of people thought. I think that uh, I think everyone thought Toronto was on a different level, but Montreal was the number two. You know what? A lot and, of people were thinking they would maybe challenge Toronto for top of the division. Yeah, uh, especially through those first nine games. I really don't know what happened though. Like I don't, I don't. It just like it's not injuries. It's not. It just teams turned around they came out of the gates flying and fucking and i mean tofoli's continued to be pretty solid throughout the year it, like well yeah their additions have still been very good it's not the players that have been brought in maybe yeah. Claude julian getting fired 
it uh, around. I'm curious to see how the team does now. Well, yeah, like every every move Mark Bergerman made in the offseason has turned to gold. Tyler Toffoli's played amazing. No one thought that he was going to be this good. Josh Anderson's back to like his scoring form when he the way he played a couple seasons ago. Uh, Jake Allen's played phenomenal as a backup, and as we just said, probably should be starting now. Like everything Mark Bergevin's done for personnel wise has been great, and you can only really put it on the coach. I don't think you can even put it on the players. There's something like obviously the coach isn't like getting through to the players or the play like. I, I don't know. There's just something there with Claude Julien that's just not clicking in the last like month, at least. Maybe the change there turned things around for the Canadians because certainly a couple of losses to Ottawa. Um, yeah. Oh, also, you know what? You know what's funny? Guess who's favorited to uh, for the next coaching job? Like after. Dominic Ducharme's not like an interim coach. Who is it? It's the van, the myth, the legend, Guy Boucher. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's probably gosh. gonna happen as well. It's just like they're always. Which is hilarious. Oh. And you know what? I bet you anything, Guy Boucher is gonna come in. He's gonna have a huge like boom, which he does at every team he goes to. They're gonna play really good, and then they're gonna be absolute dog water the next the next season. Because with Tampa and Ottawa, yeah, with Tampa and Ottawa, had a great like an initial like boost and like the team played very well, and then it just the his system just wears down the players. And yeah, I don't know, it's not that funny. The other some other guys that were the next guy's favorite is Patrick Roy, who hasn't coached in like years, like wow. I think, which is hilarious. Yeah, it, it's just that'd be cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of it's sad. Like I get you want a French-speaking guy, you but you're to. never, but you, you're never gonna get an elite coach. Uh, well, with that standard, no. Who are you gonna get, man? Like, look at these. I say, I'd say Claude Julian was a lead coach when going there. He was, but he didn't turn out. Michelle Terrian was horrible, and. Like when you look at all these guys who are in the betting odds who are favored to go up, like it's nothing special. Like who else Guy is Bou- there? Guy Boucher, Dominic Ducharme, who's the current interim coach, Patrick Roy, Joel Bouchard, Gerard Galliant, Andre. But who? But who else? What other coaches that are all the coaches are available right now? Oh, uh, Mike Babcock. He's not available anymore. I think Mike Babcock, yeah, he's no, uh, coaching collegiately. You don't think an NHL team says, yo, you want to coach my uh, team? I, I, don't, I, think he's, I think he's gone from the NHL. I don't think he'll get a learn job. I think, I think there's a I, reason, there's I think a reason he, he hasn't come back to the league. Well, I think he's he went been to outclassed coach, by the league now. I think he went to coach collegiate to get people to like to have good rep. He has reputation oh. back. Yeah, oh. I I guarantee you'll be back there, in the league, man. If there was a team that, like, Mike Babcock was known as the best coach in the world at one point. Coaching Team Canada. He, coaching Team Canada. 
I mean, that's so hard to do, man. If they chose no, you to coach Team Canada, you're an elite coach. He's coaching Red Wings through some of their greatest years. They, he was coaching. Uh, he was brought in on, to the Leafs on one of the biggest contracts we've ever seen given to a coach. Maybe the biggest. Um, if if he, there's no question that he is considered one of the best coaches in the game. And if, if it was just on that alone, then every team would be making their offers immediately to get Babcock on there. He's been outcast by the league for other reasons due to the bullying and all that stuff that happened in Toronto. And he had to go coach collegiately because I bet he didn't have a choice. I bet no coach offered him. Or I bet no team offered him a job. Oh, I don't think he got offers, but I think he's going to coach collegiately, do a good job. Guys are going to come out and say, like, oh, he's a great coach, and then they'll get hired again. There's no way this we'll guy's see. out it'll, of the it'll league. It'll take a while. Uh, if, if teams want him, the, you know, he'd, be on, he, he'd be coaching the NHL right now. But there's other guys too, yeah. like, but there are other guys like you know maybe you, John Tortorella, like maybe because his con- his contract's ending at the end of this year, maybe you give him a call. But like I know they won't because he doesn't speak French. But or Mark Crawford, he's been a vet, a seasoned coach in the NHL and an assistant for a lot of teams. Like I don't know, it's just like you're you're taking away so many candidates when you when you only go for a french guy like i don't know like when was last oh, to me when was last time montreal had an elite coach other than uh claude julian i can't even think of it well, you kind of have to because it's a french organization look how many french-speaking players are on the team like, i don't know it, it kind of has to be a french coach i don't know it wouldn't be Montreal if it wasn't, you know. And I think the fans would be even. Uh, oh, it's just different in Montreal. Much. It's different in Montreal, man. Different. It's yeah, different in Montreal is very English-speaking, though, too. It's just it's not just Montreal. You're like Montreal's Quebec's team, and it even spans beyond Quebec. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. I'm just saying it. I. Just... I know they have to do it, but I just find it's really dumb. Yeah. It's a very dumb standard because it, it kind of sets your team back a bit. Yes. Like, why would you not want the best coach available? Nah, it's got to be a guy who speaks French. Like, you're really, like all these candidates aren't going to do anything. What's Patrick Waugh going to do? The guy sucked when he coached Colorado. So... Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah. um, our next segment here, Anthony, I'm gonna hand you the reins for hosting here. Go ahead. Oh, uh, are we talking Calder race? Wait, Is that what we're doing? We're talking Calder oh. race. I'm taking over because Anthony's taking too long. Ben is the host oh. now. Oh, I was caught um, off guard. I didn't know you could transition hosts. <laughs> <laughs> was transitioned to you and then I stole it um I'll open it up to you Anthony to start it off who's <laughs> the leader in our Calder races right now <laughs> back to me uh I mean if I don't tell you I say dollar dollar krill Kaposov 
Jeez. That's my yeah. <laughs> That's my nickname for him. He's been freaking gross this year. But honestly, I like personally, I think it goes Krill Kaprasov, Kevin Lankinen, and then Tim Stutzla. I don't have a sense fan, but Tim Stutzla, man, every time I watch this guy, every time he's on does a shift on the ice, I always think, Man, this guy's electric. And like he's only getting better with every game. You all remember this guy's still 19 years old. Doesn't even really speak English that well. And and when you look at who's who, who he's playing around, like he's playing around with a bunch of other rookies. So it's not like he's got many veterans to help him out. Like I I feel like by the end of the season he'll climb up to second. I don't think he's going to be able to pass Kaprasov just because of how amazing he's been. Lankin has been phenomenal this year, though. Oh, he has been too. Uh, Kevin Lankinen, you can argue, is a top five Vezina candidate right now too, and he's yeah. a rookie. Like I, 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 don't, I don't think know, I, I, I don't know. I, don't I, know if I, can... I can see Stutzel jumping uh, either of Kaprizov and Lankinen, honestly. Plus, he goes on a scoring tear, which he might. He he totally he, has he the ability could. to do that. He could get hot. But like uh, Kaprizov, uh, I was talking to Christian before this show. This show and um. How Kaprizov is a must-watch player in his rookie season. He gives me the same energy as some of these. I, I, yes, but still, like his first year in the league, and um, one of the most electric players in the league his first season, and I can say that confidently. Well, so it's, enjoyable it's... to watch, and he's making. He's creative and crafty. He's making plays all over the ice. Yeah. Super he, exciting in the offensive zone. So it's kind of like when like Panarin came into the league, you know, he's a veteran off the KHL and just lit up the NHL. You know what I mean? I, you know, I've been enjoying watching Kaprizov even more than Panarin. Uh, right but now. Panarin when he was a rookie, when Panarin yes. was on Chicago with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, Kaprizov that line was it. amazing, man. It was amazing, but he's doing it himself. He's making plays all by himself, and it's so enjoyable to watch. Like, stuff this guy's been doing already, and it's Minnesota. I know Zuccarello's been playing well. But really, he doesn't have that much to work with. And yeah, not as Stutzel. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, I just Stutzel's playing with Derek Stefan and Jake Batherson. Yes, but you turn into um, a Minnesota game, and more games than not, is uh, well, he he's always he's pretty much always the best player on Minnesota, and sometimes he's the best player on the ice. It's so yeah. he's well, so it's, dynamic. It's good for Minnesota franchise because honestly, no one watches that team. But other uh, like, but if Kirill Kaprizov was not on that team, I'd probably never watch a Minnesota game ever. Because there's like there's no one else. Like Matt oh, Dumba is like kind of fun to watch, but not really. Like Marco Rossi. He hasn't played yet, but when he comes on, oh. 
That might be a future Wait, line right there. Marco Rossi and uh, Kaprizov. Dollar Dollar Crew. Dollar Dollar Crew. But uh, yeah, another guy that no one really talks about in the in Calder race. I know he's not going to win it, but like Josh Norris, he's been very good this year too. Uh, he's got twelve points in twenty three games or in twenty one games. Sorry. And he's playing. He's centering a lot of young guys too. He's centering Brady Kachuk and Connor Brown. Like, uh, I think he's been very good and makes me happy to watch as a Sens fan. He was a part of the Carlson deal. Yeah, but he has more games. Stutzel missed a couple games at the start of the year. Uh, Stutzel's got. I I like I think Stutzel's been better than Norris. Yeah. But like Stutzel's got ten points in eighteen, and Norris has twelve and twenty-one. So about this, yeah. About the same pace. Uh. And then other rookies who've been talked about: Niels Holglander, who also looks electric for Vancouver. Oh. We talked about him last week. He looks very good. Uh, Pius Suter on Chicago as well. He's looked very good. Um, and yeah, I I think it's kind of a runaway for Kaprizov. There's no way anyone gets gets like been ahead of him. Very interesting, just because there's been a lot of guys who stepped up and a lot of rookies that you just didn't really expect, right? Stutzel, we kind of knew would be in it. Norris, maybe, yeah. Um. Kaprizov, uh, like, no people knew what Kaprizov going the season. I remember. You know, I, I I didn't never thought he'd win it. I, I didn't think he'd win it personally. I read. I was. Oh, you know, with Lafreniere. Kaprizov, I think he was a shared favorite with Lafreniere in the betting odds at the start of the year. Oh, he was. Yeah, I I remember. I I researched it when we were doing our NHL predictions. Um, and. Yeah, just because he's twenty three, man. Like, if you right. if you played five seasons in the KHL, which is a very good league, the best, it's better preparation it, yeah. than uh, it's better than playing junior, like oh, playing like OHL, yes. or playing in like the Swiss league, or you know, what I mean, the KHL oh. is probably the second best league in the world. Yes, no, it definitely is. Actually, it definitely yeah. is. Um. Okay, well, aside from that, then still with the Hoaglander came out of nowhere. Uh, Lankinen came out of nowhere. Yeah, but uh, uh, freaking uh, the Subban. Subban was supposed to be the starting goalie for Chicago. But, you know, when you're thinking of goalies who could do it, you're thinking uh, uh, Shostakhin and yeah. uh, Sorokin. You know, like those were the guys that you thought might be uh, maybe in the talk. Like a lot of guys, you just compared to other years, a lot of guys you wouldn't be expecting to be in the race. Yeah, and Lincoln, Lincoln's amazing. Like I don't think I can name five. Can you name five better goalies this year than Kevin Lankinen? Uh, whew. like we're just saying, just oh. this season, not like. Nothing else. Yeah. Just this, yeah. 
Like Varlamov's been very good. Uh, Obviously Vasilevsky. Va yeah, Vasilevsky's got to be up there. Honestly, Tukarask is having a bit of down year for Tukarask standards, but like I'd uh, say Lankinen's still... I'd say Lankinen's been better than him this year than Tukarask, which is saying Tough. a lot. Throw Markstrom in there. I mean, Calgary hasn't been doing that great, but Markstrom's always been pretty solid. Yeah. Maybe he's... not that high. I don't know. You might be right. Like, Christian, I've better goalies than Lankinen right now. Oh, I, Mike Andre Fleury, 100%. Yeah, Fleury and Grubauer. Fleury's been great. Yeah. Grubauer's been very good. But he's definitely up there. Oh, and uh, Anton Kudobin. I'll put him ahead of... Uh... Kudobin? Yeah, he's been great oh. this year. Oh, yeah. Got benched earlier this year. He has a he has a nine two eight save percentage. Oh, they also benched him earlier this and... year. Okay, I mean, I don't, I every don't, goalie gets know. benched, man. I don't know. There was a really weird situation that happened earlier this year, like... I still have no idea what happened because I don't know because they weren't happy with him at one point or something and they benched him for a little while. Oh, really? I, I didn't yeah. uh, follow that. I know because he was on my fantasy team. Like they oh, started playing the other guy. I don't even know who their backup is right now without Bishop, but yeah. Also, uh, uh, another. Another good goalie, it's good goalie this year. Mackenzie Blackwood's been outstanding. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, he's been injured, but in the games he's played, he's played. He's four two and one, nine three five save percentage. From the New Jersey Devils. Uh, yeah. E. New Jersey Devils. But honestly, yeah, I I'd rate. I think Kevin Lankinen this year's been top five goalie in the league which is crazy from a rookie you never see that who's the last guy who's like that make maybe i don't even know like i don't normally see goalies first on the scene this no and like the guys the guy's 25 like very young for a goalie at least uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, honestly, if Kaprizov wasn't this great, it would definitely be Lankin and and sure. for uh, Calder, and he's gonna get votes for Vesna probably, or at least he should, in my opinion. We done with hockey? So done with the old puck. Let's go to the old hoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, all stars, all thirteens were announced um, this week. Started a couple weeks ago, and then reserves this week. And there's, as always, there's snubs. Some, some there's some really good arguments this year. Now, first of all, Devin Booker was snubbed initially, but because Anthony Davis is injured, um, we're gonna see Booker go in for Davis. And then there's a few other guys who you can say are borderline that made the team and that could definitely um if you if you were to go back you could say maybe this guy 
for Trey Young or and for me that guy is Nikola Vucevic who and it's actually not for Trey Young it's actually for Demonta Sabonis who is averaging two less points than uh, Vucevic but his team's doing better that's just the way I look at it he's having a, a basically the same year as Vucevic and his team's doing better so for me I'd easily uh, put in Sabonis for for Vucevic and then when they first came out, I was pretty pissed because uh, there was no Raptors for the first time in got to be like eight years or something, like something close to that. And initially I said Pascal should have made the team. Now looking back at it, if anybody was going to make it, it's probably Fred, which speaks a lot to a guy undrafted. But, um, ben, I'm interested in your biggest snub. Uh, you know, you look at the, I, I, there's just so many talented players that there's always going to be a pretty solid list of snubs. Like, and you look at a guy like Jeremy Grant has been amazing this year, but he, he shouldn't make the All Star game. And I, I agree with you. So I think the biggest one is probably Sabonis because his team he's the leader of the Pacers, and they're playing really well. And Orlando is really not. So, yeah, I think he should be in over Busevich. And Simmons. I think so. I could see some guys think he should be. Yeah, I do. I think Ben Simmons is actually really good. And, like, I don't think Trey Young... Because Trey Young did struggle a little bit. He had a long stretch where he was struggling this year, but he goes back to putting up crazy points and crazy assists and a bunch of threes, and he looks so. But I think that little stretch there hurt him, or else he'd probably be in it. Um, I was really surprised to see Booker not make it originally. Do you think like Chris Paul should have got in over Booker? No, I, I that was a close one. I like the Booker, uh, well, initially was snubbed, but I like that he was the one who went in for Davis, averaging twenty five points, and they're fourth in the West. I mean, but imp- yes, Paul's Chris definitely Paul definitely had game? a huge impact. Paul is an All Star though. Oh, he made the team. Yeah, he made it. Really? Eh, I didn't even see that. Well, that's interesting then. He certainly had I'm a huge sure. impact on their on their on their team. Actually, I have to check this now. I'm pretty sure Chris Paul is an All Star. Yeah, now I need to know if he is. If he is, I missed that. Uh, that's really interesting because you saw the impact he made on OKC last year. I mean, they were not. Their roster was not as competitive. Uh. Led the list of, uh, I think it was the head coaches. Is it the head coaches that select the reserves? Is that how it works? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, but yeah, the the I guess the head coaches really voted him in because yeah, he's in again. He's in it. Uh, yeah, he is. So that's so, an interesting discussion. Should he have been over Booker? It's a thing because like it's been Booker. And Booker's still been very good this year. Yeah, I have to bring up what he's averaging now, but and compare their stats. But 
to me, Booker should have got in originally over Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul also has a lot of just following, and I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because Chris Paul is a very he's an all star. Wherever he goes, he's an all star. But he also has a lot of friends in the league who probably gave him a bit of a boost. So I think Booker should have gotten in over him, and we're going to see both of them in the game. And what a turnaround for the Suns, who for years have been looking for something, and you acquire a guy like Chris Paul, it's going to get the job done. Becomes an all-star in his first season, and beats another guy who should have been an all-star out of a spot, probably. Uh, Here, I have Booker's stats here right now. He's averaging 25 on very, very efficient shooting, uh, 50%, and then 38 from three. Oh, that's that's a tough uh, that's a tough call there between those two. At, at least they made it right that he actually did get in. Thanks to Anthony's Davis's injury, but. Do you think uh, is Paul over Brandon Ingram as well? Um, that's really it. Yes, I do. Because I think yeah. Zion's just been so good for the Pelicans that, and Ingram's been good too. But I think Zion has been doing so much for the team that I could sort of see a bit less uh, credit being given to Ingram. And Zion got in too, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's in there. So that's why I think he he's taken a lot of the uh the shine away from Ingram. Yeah. It's tough to have two guys who are on the verge of being an all star both be all stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's hard also you're the eleventh like, seed. It's hard to have two all stars from the eleventh seed. Right. Uh, a guy who doesn't get enough recognition though is Darren Fox. Uh, like he's, I think he's one of the best point guards in the league. Should probably, it's unfortunate because there's so many good point guards and especially in the West, like and Dame and, and Luca and that's that's three MVP caliber ones, and that's not even. You know, going down the list, right? So it it kind of hurts a guy like Darren Fox, who you know, it feels like he should maybe have an All Star appearance and last year, this year, next. Um, there's just so many other good guards in the league that, and he also plays for Sacramento, so some too. Yeah. Um. Do you uh, agree that the Raptors just not their year for an All Star? Uh, well, especially with their early struggles. You know what? It's not their year, and it it does pain me to say it because we're used to seeing all good Raptors in whether it's Lowry, DeRozan, Wide, uh, Siakam. You know, like I, I'm really. Disappointing because I really got used to that. You know what? They play as such a unit that it isn't their year. And 
Sabonis does deserve that spot over Fred or Pascal. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd put definitely Sabonis in there over either of the Raptors. Um, and then Vucevic. I've, I'm, not, I'm not a big Vucevic fan, mostly because whenever he plays against the Raptors, he just disappears. Like, he sees that Raptors jersey and just, like, cries. Oh, jeez. Maybe it's the dinosaur on the front that's a little too scary is. for him. I think it is. It must be. Um, the Boston Celtics. Wow, they are the ninth seed. They're outside the playoffs as we sit here today. No, I think they'll eventually get it back in there. But we've seen, oh, just a really weird season, Ben, from the Celtics this year. And how do you explain it? I don't think anyone can explain it. I really don't because it really is unbelievable. Like, what happened? They started off pretty solid, and I well, I I know that the I think a big thing has been injuries, and uh, would think that it'd be Kemba Walker is the one that uh, the one of the biggest importance. Me, I think missing Marcus Smart for as long as they have, and I think he's still supposed to be out for a while, if I'm right. Um, he's their spark plug, and he gives energy to the team. And he does all the little things. So you got your, your guys to give it to in the last shot, and Tatum and Brown. But um. Marcus Smart's out there again, steals and doing all the small things, playing amazing defense, uh, knocking down threes. I think that the team really misses that, especially when um, their stars aren't really making their shots. Need that grit. Marcus Smart brings the team. So uh, I think that's a big law that they're missing that, but it's, I don't think it's an excuse. They're, they've gone three and seven in their last ten games. This is a team that we expect to be. I don't think I'm reaching on this um, top three in East. Yeah, I agree. Maybe even top two. Be anything for two to the uh, Milwaukee and maybe giving Milwaukee a run for their money. Um, it's hard to believe and th- that they've fallen out of the playoffs and I don't imagine that they'll stay there but the lost to teams like the Pelicans which they probably should beat um, they split against the Hawks lost to the Pistons lost to the Pistons Wizards I mean. Wizards Pistons are even worse than the Wizards which is crazy to think to either of those teams is, and, and they've lost uh their last three against the Hawks as well like I don't care who you're missing how you how as a contending team are you dropping games to the Pistons back to back games through the Pistons and the Wizards they definitely got some major depth issues besides Brown and Tatum you, you hope Kemba has a good game but when you're paying him that much money, hoping he has a good game isn't the uh, the way to go. Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice are an all right combination in the middle, but it's not good enough. You know, Andre Drummond is available, so 
if they can somehow afford him, then maybe look at, maybe. at a guy like that. Uh, I mean, now it feels like they're on another piece, and I'm just looking down their uh, roster stats right now. Um, without Marcus Smart, Milwaukee right now, they don't have another player other than Brown and Tatum averaging double digits. So, and you know what? It doesn't that. I guess that shouldn't really surprise us, because kind of the whole team, like you, like you said, with that depth that's issue. I mean, you gotta expect like Payne Pritchard to come out and the two guys, like, and even like when Kemba Walker's been playing, he hasn't been very good this year. This team. Seems been very disappointing in, in a lot of regards, and I, I you bring in Tristan Thompson in the off season. You really think you're going to go and grab another center, Drummond? Might have to, but this team should be able to be competitive the way they are. They should be, but uh, I, I don't know. I think they, they got to make a, they got to get another guy in there. I just don't think it's, like their bench pieces aren't impressive at all. I think I think that's their that's their main issue. Bringing in one guy at the deadline who can get you a bucket. Jeff Teague was the guy that they brought in to sort of, I think, manage the bench kind of like run it. I mean, this so far this year he's been awful. He's averaging six points per game on uh, uh, three thirty-one level percentage. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, this isn't all-star Jeff Teague from from five, no. five six years ago. And, and like the game Kemba Walker's played, he's only averaging uh, a three three seventy-five field goal percentage. It's unacceptable. It, it it really feels like a heavy team with Brown and Tatum. We'll see where they end up at the end of the year. I think they'll be a top six seed, but I mean they've uh they've got time. That's time's on their side. If anything's on their side, it's time. I think uh unless you guys want to get to anything else, that might be wrapping up our episode today. I think, I think that's, that's good. It. All right. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Bench Talk Podcast. Also, subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this on. Give us a rating. Give us a thumbs up if this is on YouTube for you. And as always, boys, thank you for hopping on today. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Bench Talk Podcast. <laughs>